Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So today I want to talk about a difficult subject. It's not an easy issue to explore, to discuss in the public space. And the word that I will be focusing on is abortion. As you know, so many things are happening all across the world. As we're speaking right now, the pandemic is not over. The poor are getting poorer. There's a war going on in Ukraine. Um, there's an invasion, there's a major humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. Girls, young girls are being stopped at their school gates. There's climate destruction accelerating and so on. And in the middle of all this chaos, there's also a massive backlash against women's rights. Probably by now you have heard the story, the political news organization Politico, which is a very respectable, reputable political news organization, they have leaked a draft. They have obtained and leaked a draft which shows um, that uh, within the Supreme Court, within the conservative-dominated Supreme Court in America, the majority of judges are in favor of overturning Roe versus Wade. Probably all of you, most of you know what this is about, but for those who don't know it, Roe versus Wade is a landmark decision. It's an important decision that takes us all the way back to 1973, in which year um, a poor young woman in Dallas, in Texas, a waitress, she um, fell pregnant. She had no means to carry the pregnancy through. She wanted to terminate the pregnancy, and because uh, abortion was illegal, she could not do that. She sued the state in a nutshell. And at the end of that legal process, the court decided that a woman had the right to terminate uh, a pregnancy without the intervention, without the interference, without the restriction of the government. So it is a, it's a very important decision for um, women's rights, basic human rights of women. And this is precisely what the Supreme Court in America is trying to stop and overturn right now. Now, before I go any further, there are three points that I want to make. Number one, this is not an easy issue to explore, to you know, discuss. However, we do not have the luxury of being silent. You know, we need to speak up and we need to speak out. If we do not do that now, if we do not show solidarity and sisterhood, if we do not defend basic human rights right now, tomorrow might be too late. And the second thing that I want to tell you is that I think women my age, older women, we need to speak up more because it is much harder for younger women to express their opinions or to make their voices heard on this issue. It is much harder for them because the, the pressure on their shoulders is heavier, is bigger. But the third point that I want to make is that it's not only to younger women that we owe this, we have this responsibility towards, it's also towards um, the women who have existed, who have you know, lived before us. In other words, we also owe it to our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers. 
Because every right that we enjoy as women today, however limited, is actually the outcome of a long historical struggle. So if we can vote today, if we can walk on the streets without a male company, you know, today, if we can travel today, if we can drive a car today and so on, none of this happened out of the blue overnight. They all happened because some people fought for these rights, because some people showed the courage to speak up for these rights. So it is the result of a long, you know, decades long, centuries long fight for equality, struggle for basic human dignity. And that's why I think right now we have a responsibility not only towards the younger generations, but towards uh, the older ones, the many people, um, civil rights activists, human rights activists, and women's rights activists that have lived before us. So take, let's take a closer look at the term. The, the word abortion, uh, let's look at the etymology of the term, comes to us from Latin. Abortio. And basically what it means is either the spontaneous or induced termination of pregnancy. Now I find this as a writer an interesting um, detail, linguistic detail, because when you look at the historical sources for such a long time, for centuries even, particularly among medical professionals, the term miscarriage and the term abortion have been used interchangeably. There are very interesting articles in the medical journal, in the peer-reviewed medical journal, The Lancet, about this. And uh, if you're interested, do please read them, which shows that for a long time, these terms were used interchangeably. But after 1980s, particularly in daily parlance among um, you know, non-medical professionals, these two terms have become completely separate. It's also interesting that ever since 1980s, the debate about abortion became more and more politicized. Before I go any further, I also want to remind you that the history of abortion is actually as, as old as the history of humanity. You know, when you look at the writings of the Stoics, when you look at Greco-Roman civilization, uh, Islamic civilization, going all the way to China, India, uh, if you read um, the customs of local healers, particularly women, you know, um, they, they talk about herbs that were used in, in, in those cases in which a pregnancy had to be terminated for various reasons. So it's actually a very old concept that we're talking about, but the politicization uh, of the issue is quite recent. Um, we need to bear in mind that if you overturn Roe versus Wade, you are not stopping abortion. What you're doing, actually, is to stop women's access to safe and legal abortion. I think this is very important. Um, and all the statistics show us that time and again, wherever, whenever abortion was criminalized, women have endangered their lives. You know, women who had no other option. For instance, in America, one uh, in, uh, out of, in every six uh, pregnancy-related deaths, we see the cause of that death being um, the criminalization of abortion. So in other words, illegal abortions were responsible for at least one in six pregnancy-related deaths. And if you talk to people, if you talk to your grandmothers, you know, elderly women, they might tell you lots of stories. My own grandmother told me lots of stories about her life, about the lives of her neighbors, 
of the people, of the women she knew and what happened to them just because they had no access to abortion. What happens is the widening, the existing inequalities are being uh, even deepened in the sense that a woman who has the financial means might go to another country if she has no other option, if she has to get an abortion, she might try to find a way. But women who do not have the financial means um, will have no other choice but go to a back street, back alley practitioner and probably lose their lives, you know. So this ban is going to create an enormous inequality and it is going to hit hardest women who come from poorer backgrounds, women who come from immigrant communities, from perhaps more disadvantaged communities or regions within the same country. And please, when you discuss this issue, also bear that inequality in mind. Um, there are lots of things we can do. Please talk to people. Try to understand people's stories. Please do not pass judgments. There are so many untold stories. Read the reports of human rights organizations and women's rights organizations. For instance, Human Rights Watch has detailed reports from countries in which abortion is banned and how women have lost their lives. Um, read the reports, read the studies and the research, research carried out by women's rights organizations. Let's try to understand this without passing judgments. What we're talking about is basic health care. What, what we're talking about is also basic human rights. And the sad irony is that the majority of the people actually are in favor of women having access to safe abortion and legal abortion. So, for instance, in America, a recent Gallup poll um, showed that 80% of Americans are not in favor of such an extreme ban. But the problem is, not only in America, but in other countries as well, that a small minority with extreme views, ultra-conservative views, can and, and who are in positions of authority and power are the ones who are making the decisions at the expense of people, at the expense of women. They do not ask women what their opinion is. And that is a very big paradox because it's up to women to make these decisions. It's not to some, you know, ultra-conservative men in positions of power. I also want to tell you that there are lots of stories that are very difficult to talk about, such as cases of rape cases of incest. And there are also medical reasons as well, such as ectopic pregnancies and so on. So there's a whole variety of reasons why a woman might want or might need to terminate a pregnancy. But please bear in mind, no woman makes this decision lightly. No woman makes this decision flippantly, you know. And if she has taken this decision, she has a reason to do so. And we need to respect her story. We need to respect her truth. We can't pass judgments without understanding even, uh, even you know, what she's going through. I want to share with you um, a, a story that I read about, I thought about a lot, and it stayed with me ever since then. This is the story of Savita, Savita Halapanavar. She was a very young, bright, successful, beautiful human being, a dentist in Ireland. I'm talking about a time before abortion was legalized in Ireland. And um, she was married. She and her husband, they were very happy when she got pregnant, when they realized that she was pregnant. It was going to be um, their first child. And they were very excited. But soon it became clear 
that there was something wrong. She was suffering from lots of medical issues, problems, back pains, extreme pains, and she was miscarrying. And there came a point when the heartbeat of the fetus stopped. And both Savita and her husband asked the doctors to carry out an abortion to save her life. And that plea was rejected because abortion was illegal at the time in Ireland. And as a result, Savita, at the age of 31, she lost her life. Her case was so important to make people understand what was at stake and how such a ban endangered the lives of women. Do read about her story. Do read also interviews with her husband, with her grieving husband, in which he, um, with remarkable courage, talks about this issue. What I want to tell you is that there's so much silence and shame and guilt and loneliness surrounding stories of abortion. As a writer, I have written about this in several of my novels. For instance, in The Bastard of Istanbul, I told a story which was a very difficult um, subject to explore. I told this, um, the story of Zeliha, um, who had been the victim of incest and rape, um, things that we cannot talk about in the society in Turkey. Uh, and, and please bear in mind that you know, in countries, especially where we see an escalation of violence against women, domestic violence, femicide, these are not easy issues to open up. So I wrote about Zeliha, about her loneliness. In a more recent, my latest novel, The Island of Missing Trees, I wrote about a young woman and her loneliness, her um, helplessness, feeling of helplessness in the middle of a civil war in Cyprus. So stories of abortion um, need to be shared, both because we don't want women to feel lonely, but also these stories help other people to understand what is at stake. And please bear in mind that when you're banning abortion, you are not stopping abortion. What you're doing is actually driving it underground. In other words, you're endangering the lives of women.